So today we're going to be talking about some life lessons that we've learned over the years. Some of them may be recent, some of them may be something we've learned since we were little, and talk about some experiences we've had based off of these lessons. So Anna, you want to get started? Do I have to? I'm just yes. kidding. <laughs> so the first one that came to my mind was something that my mother has always kind of harped into my mind and my heart, um, which is that you can't have an emotional reaction to absolutely everything. And she would always tell me this after my feelings got hurt by a friend or I there was some sort of perceived rejection somewhere or usually, you know, when I was crying to her about something that happened at school or whatever. Um, but she would tell me, she'd be like, well, Anna, honey, you can't have an emotional reaction to absolutely everything. And it would drive me crazy when she would tell me this because I would be like, but how can I control my emotions? Like, I can't, I can't stop them, mom, you don't understand. <laughs> so, um, as an angsty teenager, I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now at 22. But it's, as I've grown older, it's just really proven to be true. Um, and I think that's why Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, um, to, he's talking about your flesh and how um, we can't walk according to our flesh. We need to wage war against our flesh. Um and then he goes on to say that um, in verse 5, we destroy arguments and every lofty, opi lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And so that's been a verse that's really been huge to me is taking my every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. I don't know if you guys know this, but I learned this recently, that our subconscious mind is responsible for 95% of our reactions to things. And so that's why, like, that's I know, I know, it blew my mind. And so that's why, like, when you're going through something or, like, something happens to you, your initial reaction is to, is usually emotional because your subconscious takes over. Huh. N not your, like, active, logical mind. Right. Where did you learn that? I don't know. Okay. I, was just I think I saw it probably on Facebook or something, and then I looked it up. Oh, okay. It's true. Wow. Um, or maybe I heard it on a podcast. I I feel like I actually heard it in a Christian podcast somewhere, but I don't know. Don't okay. quote me on that. But really, it was very interesting to me because I was like, wow. That's a high percentage. It's a very high percentage. Yeah. And so that made, got me thinking. I was like, no wonder the Bible says to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Mm -hmm. Because, like, your subconscious mind is, like, your initial, like, primal reaction to things. Um, and it's it makes sense to me, too, why sometimes when you're – you can be struggling with something and you can logically know that it's going to be okay, but your body and your mind and everything is still anxious. Right. So I think that's, I mean, that's why it's so, so important to take every single thought that comes into your mind, every action, every visceral reaction you want to have to something and make it obedient to Christ. Like, yeah. I think that is something that I've learned actually a lot too, the past few years, the taking your thought captives and see that. I feel like you say that and you're like, well, how do you do that? But you literally, it, so a lot of people growing up, I feel like for me at least, would say, oh, you just have to give it up to God. You just have to give it up to God. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's true. Like you do have to give up your emotions to God or whatever it is going on that you're going through, your sin, whatever it is, you give it up to God. But then you're like, well, how do you do that? And it's, 
it is God transforming you, but you have a lot of action in that. Yes. Like, you can't just sit there. You take some responsibility. Yeah, you can't just sit there. So whenever your emotions rise up and they're not righteous emotions, they're not godly emotions, or whatever it is you're going through that you have to give to God, you have to physically yourself mm-hmm. like be like, okay, I am taking this thought captive and I'm saying, God, what have you said about this thought? What do I know yeah. to be true? And you have yeah. to fill your mind. That's the other thing. You have to be obedient and you also you have to be obedient to God out of your love for him. It's not an obedience like I'm obeying God because I have to. It's an I'm obeying God because I want to and I love him. Yeah. Because he loves me. And you have to be obedient to him by sitting down and having an intimate relationship with him, spending time with him. That way you know what he says about those emotions or those situations. Mm-hmm. That way in the moment you are like, You okay, can pull that scripture yeah, out or whatever. And fill it mm-hmm. with your, fill your mind with that scripture or whatever it instead. is that he's shown you. Yeah. Instead. So you have to physically be like, okay, I'm taking captive of this thought, this emotion. I'm pushing it to the side and replacing it with this. And you have to actively do that. Sometimes yeah. daily. Like. Uh, it might, yes. yeah, it's most of the time for me is daily. Yeah, that's so hard. That's why Paul says, like, we are waging war against your flesh because your yeah. flesh wants to have that, um, that poor reaction or whatever, like that, um, emotional reaction yeah. most of the time. Like when you're in traffic and someone cuts you off, you know, you naturally want to flip them off or say a cuss word or whatever, yeah. get angry at that person. Um, when instead, or ram them with your car. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Um, I've, I've felt that for sure. Yeah. Um, and so another scripture that goes along with that, like Paul also says, I love that guy in Philippians 4, 8, finally brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So when you're wanting to have those reactions to things, instead set your mind on Set your mind on things above. Set your mind yeah. on what you know to be true, what you know is honorable. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's been huge in my life. Um, just realizing, and also kind of just realizing that everything is personal. Oh, yeah. Too. Um, Don't take everything personal. Yeah. It's exhausting to do that. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's exhausting to take everything personal. <laughs> and that's like, what my mom would tell me when I would have these, she's like, Anna, you're going to wear yourself out. Like, that's mm-hmm. why you cannot have an emotional reaction to absolutely everything. Yeah. Because you're just, you're going to get tired and you're going to get worn down. Well, that's, and it's also because like when you have that mindset of like taking everything personally, you're focusing on On you, your life that you're living is for yourself at that point. You're not living for God. And so you're having to do extra work. Yeah. That if you were living for God, he would be doing that work for you. Yeah. If that makes sense. Which is so so much easier. It is. It's so much easier. Everyone thinks it's harder to be a Christian, and it is in a lot of ways because of how the world is, like, going against the world is hard, but also, like, the initial, like, everything that goes on within being a Christian, following Christ, and having a relationship with him, it's so much easier because you have weight, like, there's hardly any weight on your shoulders. Yeah. It's, there's no weight on your shoulders in a lot of ways. So much easier. His his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Why would you want to take on the burden of the world? So my lesson, I was trying to figure out how to word it, but I don't really know how. But my lesson is basically, what did I say earlier, Anna? (laughs) I should have written it down. Um, Having a messy but intimate relationship with God is 
much better than having an organized Bible reading time. And by what I meant by that was basically, I feel like whenever we talk to other people or maybe like if you grew up in an environment where you were told this, like, okay, yeah, being a Christian means you need to have a relationship with God. So you have to sit down and read your Bible every day. And you have to do this, 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 and this, and you have to check off all these boxes and then you'll have a relationship with God. And not everyone is taught that way, but many people are. Yeah. And so I think my mindset for a long time was, unfortunately, like, okay, yeah, no, I just I just have to sit down and read my Bible. And to a certain extent, yes, that's true. But what's more important is, are you reading your Bible or are you reading God's word with the mindset of I'm spending time with him mm-hmm. and not just checking off a box of I'm sitting down and reading the Bible. Yeah. Because it's more than just reading the Bible. It's sitting down and just spending time with him. And that's what a relationship is. You're spending time with someone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's more to it, but like the basis of a relationship with anyone is communication and spending time with them in some way. How are you supposed to get yeah. to know someone and communicate with them if you don't, if you're never spending time with them? Yeah. And I think that's something, obviously I always knew that down deep, but I didn't really act upon it. And so it just felt like something I had to do. Like it was, you know, as a Christian, I have to read my Bible. And to a certain extent, again, yes, that's true. But your mindset should be, I want to read the Bible because Mm -hmm. that's my father. That's my God. And I want to spend time with him. And so an intimate relationship with God, like that, that has been a huge thing. Even honestly, just the past couple of years, I got married almost two years ago. The mindset switch to, from okay, I'm going to go home after work and I'm going to sit down and read my Bible because I need to do that. I haven't done it all week. That, that being switched to, okay, I haven't spent much time with you, God, this week. I want to sit down and I just want to spend some time with you. Mm-hmm. And just the wording of it changed, maybe like for the listeners listening to this, but that wording reflects my mindset switch. Yeah. And so that has been a huge thing. And ever since I started having that mindset of just sitting down and just hanging out with God, whatever that may look like. And it might be opening my Bible and studying a verse or two verses or maybe a whole chapter or whatever and really diving deep into what he's telling me through that. Or it might be belting out worship songs in my living room with my son or praying for an hour or praying for two minutes. Like it could be literally anything. And I'm just hanging out with God. And ever since I started doing that, all of my other actions have been transformed through that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's like my biggest lesson over the past couple of years. As a Christian, you know, you're taught to read your Bible and pray every day, but it's almost like you can get so caught up in knowing you need to do that, that it can kind of paralyze you and have the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I agree though, because when you feel like you're being forced to do something or you have to follow all these rules or you have to check off all these boxes, mm-hmm. you're more inclined to do the opposite. Yeah. It's like making a to-do list. Now, some people thrive off of to-do lists, and yay for you. Good for good, good you for guys. you. And there are sometimes, like, I go through seasons, Anna. I'm telling you, where I do really good with my to-do oh, lists. Oh, same. Yeah. But then most, that's like one season out of, like, four. Yep. You know? And no, so, I'm yeah. the exact same. Or, like, and one season out of four could be, like, one week out of three months mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. like that. And so other times, though, I'm like, I have my to-do list for the day or for the week or whatever. Mine usually go in weeks. And then I check, like, two of them off, and there's, like, ten things or whatever. Yeah. And, may yeah, those are important things, but also, like, 
I have eight other things that I haven't gotten done because I didn't feel as motivated and right. I get burnt out. Right. And it's the same thing with your spiritual life. If you put pressure on yourself, like you said, pressure, it, you know, the more pressure you have on yourself to check off the boxes, you're not going to want to do it at all. No. It, you have to have the mindset of like, I mean, and yes, there's pressure of being a Christian. Like there's, it, there's a healthy pressure. Like you need the Absolutely. pressure. Yeah. yeah. And it, and there is pressure. You're literally in a spiritual war all the time. That's a lot of pressure to have an essential role in a war, but like that's different. This is the pressure that you put on yourself because your mindset is just wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And cause you're focusing honestly all the times on yourself yeah or the image you're trying to put out i have to get this done i have to do that in order to look like a christian i need to do this or in order to be a better christian i have to do this and that's not always how it should be it's a in order to be a better in order to have a more intimate relationship with god i need to spend some time with him yeah yeah that's really it's really the mindset and wording like you just have to word it differently and drill that into your head like, for me, at least. So, I also have a second um, really big lesson that stuck out to me. Um, and that is, it was something that really transformed my life. Which is, there's nothing you've done, nor is there anything that's been done to you that can make God stop loving you. And I feel like that's such basic knowledge, right? Like, that's something that you should know intrinsically as a Christian. But for me personally, a long time, for a long time growing up, and then throughout high school... Um, just through different sins and struggles and things like that, I thought that I wasn't good enough for God. I felt like, um, not that he would stop loving me, but that his love for me was kind of based on how I acted. Like I never, it's hard to explain. I had eternal security and I knew I would still go to heaven, but it was more like a fear of disappointing God to the point of him judging me, punishing me, not loving me anymore. Mm. I don't know. It's very hard for me to explain. No, that makes sense. I feel like a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. I learned this lesson probably, you know, really started to come into it um, after high school. But um, at a conference a couple years ago, a discipleship conference that my church did, um, the guest speaker there was actually um, my former youth pastor and then now the um, leader of the college ministry that Sarah and I are both involved in. And he was the one who said it like that. You know, there's nothing you can do or there's nothing you've done, nor is there anything that's been done to you that can make God stop loving you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really just stuck out to me. And I, like afterwards I told him, I was like, high school me really needed to hear that because um, I was just seeped in so much sin and shame over just a lot of struggles that I had. And I felt like that I, I felt like I wasn't a good enough Christian and so just, I feel like that's so important and instrumental, like to realize that nothing you can do that can make God stop loving you ever. His love for you is endless and it, it will never, ever stop. And it's not, his love is not temperamental. His love is not based on what you do. There's only two people that know you the best out of everyone in the world. There's only two and it's God and you. Yeah. You know, every single thought you have, like you can get married and your husband or your spouse or whoever could really get to know you so well they know what like you're predictable to them yeah but they still don't know every single thought you have yeah and god does so in my mind for me personally you know everything you just said that reminded me there are many times over the years where because i know every single thought i have and everything i do more than anyone else on earth around me 
I know how dirty I am inwardly. Right. And exactly. that can really, some people can brush that off and be like, no, I know God still loves me and they could really turn their life around for God. And then other people want to turn their life around for God, but they feel so just dirty and sinful on the inside that they feel like it. they don't, that they're not loved anymore. Yeah. And I, I really do. I think that's a good one because a lot of people struggle with that more than they lead on. A lot of Christians who have been Christians for years. It doesn't matter how long they've been a Christian. Some people have been Christians for over 20, 30 years, and they probably still struggle with that. Yeah. True freedom from that came when I started admitting some of these struggles to people around me. Oh, yeah. Realized, realizing just how many other people struggled with these same things. And then, like, and, and, I, and I would think, well, no, but you're such a good Christian. Like, oh, God yeah. loves you so much. Like, why, you know, I don't know. And so there's just a lot of freedom in that. And so I guess the other thing to go along with that would be, you know, we really are meant to bear one another's burdens. And you can't allow struggles you have to live in darkness mm -hmm. either. So. That's good. Hey guys, it's Sarah. Just wanted to hop on here and say thanks for listening to our first episode of a Worship Warriors podcast. Hop on over to our Instagram page at worship underscore warrior underscore lifestyle so that you can stay tuned and up to date on future episodes and other exciting things that are going to come out in the near future. We have a new episode of the podcast coming out every other week on Mondays at 10 a.m. So we would really appreciate your support by listening and giving us feedback on that. Thanks again for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed our discussion and stay tuned.